welcome to my new podcast, Long Hair Do Care. I'm your host, Georgie Corkery, pronouns she, her, hers. Also happy to use they, them pronouns. I'm currently based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And the date of this recording is March 26, 2001. This podcast is called Long Hair Do Care because I do have long hair, pretty long hair, maybe two feet, I'm not sure. And I do care a lot, uh, specifically about all topics under the broad but niche umbrella of queer intersectional eco-feminism, which is what this podcast will be about. Queer intersectional eco-feminism. On this podcast, my plan is to talk about various topics that fall under that umbrella, uh, from queer baiting, hunting, air pollution, boudoir, polyamory, eating disorders, recycling, and one of my favorites, birds. <laughs> All different podcasts, but I also do hope to bring up birds in every episode because uh, I'm a birder and the birds are really important. Dr. Thomas Lovegood once said, if you take care of birds, you take care of most of the environmental problems in the world, which is true if you think about how we take care of their habitat, but that's something we'll jump into another time. With these topics, I'm hoping to have on guests whenever possible who are actually knowledgeable about these certain topics because I am by no means an expert. There's a lot of things I might get wrong on here. I'm not an expert, but I am a big feminist and I do uh, want to push these ideas forward and be able to educate myself as well as hopefully you, whoever you are listening. So today's topic is going to be me breaking down what queer intersectional feminism means to me. But first, and uh, on every episode before I dive into the topic with or without a guest, I am going to go over three things. The first thing is how many cats I've interacted with the previous week. This will be a weekly podcast, I'm hoping. So I'll just tell you uh, which cats I have pet. <laughs> Mostly because I think it's silly and it's important to have silly things in your life that you keep track of. And two, because interacting with cute things dumps dopamine, especially for me. So hopefully just talking about and thinking about cats is a one way that I can give you dopamine. That's why we watch cat videos. And so this last week, I interacted with one cat her name is Zarina. She is a friend of mine's roommate's cat, and she's old, and she's very cute, and she has, uh, she's gray, and she has little white paws. Very cute. I will also talk about wildlife that I may have interacted with. This week, I didn't see any cool wildlife, unfortunately. Uh, the second thing I'll talk about before the main topic is uh, <laughs> how many Teslas I've counted for the week, which may sound super silly, uh, and again, that's kind of the point. But I just really do like Teslas. I think they're beautiful cars. I don't particularly like Elon Musk, but I, I love the cars. They're really cool. I'm a big environmentalist, and I electric cars are the future. Not to say that Teslas are the only car. I understand they're also really expensive and out of a lot of people's price range, and it's a privilege to own a Tesla, uh, but I still think they're beautiful. And I'm not a car person, but there are a lot of people who are car people, and so if this is my segue into that, maybe I'll be able to relate to them. Uh, one specific thing I do like about Teslas is that the window 
that front windshield goes back so far so that if a bird flies overhead, you can look straight up and you can see it. Really cool. I <laughs> I love Teslas. And so this past week, I counted 22 and 10 halves. Why 10 halves, you ask? That's because I did actually see other electric cars, and I think all electric cars are cool, but I'm counting Teslas here, so I'm just going to give them a half point. So 22 and 10 halves, if you will. The last thing that I will go over before getting into my main topic for each episode is conscious content consumption content that I've consumed during the week and that I would like to share. We are always consuming content. If you're listening to this podcast right now, obviously you're consuming content. And I think it's really good that we're aware of it, whether it's bad content and we're able to talk about it, or if it's good content and it gives us stuff to talk about. This can be a book, a TV show, a movie, a quote, a poem, a song, a podcast, you name it. And For me, I think a lot of my conscious content consumption that I'm going to share is going to be recommended by Molly, my uh, old roommate, Molly Scoville. She's awesome. Shout out to you, Molly. I love you so much. Uh, I don't know if you'll listen to this podcast, but if you do, just know I love you. So for the conscious content and consumption, I'm going to kind of cheat for my first episode because I can. This is my podcast. And I'm just going to share a mantra of mine. <laughs> I'm not sure where I heard it. I'm not sure where it comes from. But it is. Here we go. <clears throat> I cannot disprove that I am the luckiest person in the world. I love that so much. I wrote it down in my playhouse. Don't tell my family. It's written in there somewhere. And just once in my journal. It And I guess now on my uh, notes for this podcast. So, that all being said, the cats, the Teslas, the conscious content consumption, let's jump into the topic of the day, which is just me breaking down, again, queer, intersectional, ecofeminism. And I want to start with feminism, because I think of all the the kind of four words in that phrase, that's what you're most familiar with. And just according to the first definition that pops up when you Google feminism, it is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes. And this honestly is not my favorite definition because uh, I don't think it's as inclusive as it can be. And that's That's where uh, I think the intersectional comes in. I would like to have it be everyone, folks of all genders, specifically minority genders, they should be included in that definition of equality um, and advocating for equality. And not only that, but people of all races, sexuality, ability, and age I know those things are like a little niche and maybe I sound too woke, (laughs) but all those things are really important and all those things are tools or boxes that we put each other in that can be used to other one another or to leave each other out or to not treat each other equally. So I do think we should all be treated equally and have the same amount of access to certain things. So that's kind of the intersectional feminism there. And again, that is my opinion now. On March 26, 2001, I'm not an expert and I really hope to have on guests who can either expand that for me or enlighten me or just tell me I'm wrong. Real quick, when you do Google the definition for intersectional feminism, 
It is the understanding of how women's overlapping identities, including race, class, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation, and probably ability as well, impact the way they experience oppression and discrimination. And I agree with that. I think that's great. Now for the term eco, that's part of that phrase, queer intersectional ecofeminism. This basically means I'm a big environmentalist. That's what my career has been based on. And as we face the climate crisis and environmental injustices, we can't pretend that environmental injustices are separate from social injustice. Relating eco to feminism that brings together like minorities that are discriminated against and that are oppressed. Oppressed whether it's because it's the environment and we, being society, wants to use it up with disregard or if it's oppression of people. Uh, I think those two are very much related, so that's the ecofeminism, now the intersectional ecofeminism. Lastly, queer. Uh, I do identify as queer, and for me right now, that is how I sum up my LGBTQIA plus community. I know that not everybody identifies with that word, but it's nice for me because, I don't know, it's nice to have that word reclaimed right now, but that could change again. And as Maya Angelou says, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. So (laughs) hopefully as I learn more with you all on this podcast, the understanding of queer intersectional ecofeminism and all the topics underneath it come together. So that's my topic for today. I just wanted to real quick give you a background on me so that moving forward with these upcoming episodes, you have a little bit of my background. I grew up in Utah, love it here. I keep trying to leave and don't. My career has been focused on environmental advocacy and social advocacy a little bit. I have worked for several nonprofits, including Green Urban Lunchbox, Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment. I'm on the board for Great Salt Lake Autobahn. I've also worked at Roots Charter High School. I am working there now, and I love it. I love it because it's a farm-based high school. I was the sustainability director for the Utah Pride Festival for almost two years, but then, of course, the pandemic happened, and before I was the director, I was the right-hand staffer for the sustainability director. So um, I'm pretty involved in the queer community, and I'm pretty involved in the environmental nonprofit community, and hopefully from those two realms of my life, I'll be able to pull in some really cool guests for everyone. The last thing I want to say is that the intro music is done by my dear friend, AJ Vanzabin. He worked with me at Roots Charter High School and is a great musician and was kind enough to make the intro music. So thanks, AJ. And that's it. I'm really excited for my little personal project. I will say what my dad always says is use your head and be clever. Bye.